Welcome to Powered by Self-Love, a 30-minute snack-sized lesson in self-love designed to help you live your greater life. My name is Sarah, and I am a self-love mentor who loves cowboy boots and meditation, and my greatest passion is teaching self-love to plus-size women old enough to remember life before the internet. I am your host. Before we begin today, I just want to share something with you. So. I am still in this cabin in Montana, which I'm very grateful for, but I schlepped my tush to Target because I got this hair up my ass that I was going to start recording a podcast. I got my microphone, got home to the cabin, used it once, it worked great, went to plug it in today, and apparently I'm having some sort of tech issue that I can't figure out. So then I sort of jumped into my overthinking ADHD brain and I'm like, oh shit, do I wait until the podcast microphone is perfect or do I record it amateur with not great audio so I went back and forth and then I just debated that like fuck it I'm just gonna record it with the imperfect audio because you know maybe that's just my thing right imperfect and sincere is my thing and if that is then I am okay with that and if for some reason it sucks so bad, but this content is really good, <laughs> then I promise I will re-record it for you at a later time with proper audio. So that being said, let's jump into the topic today. What is the greatest version of you? When you close your eyes, when the Bob Seeger or the Spice Girls or whatever it is that you listen to when you grow up, when that shit washes over you and you think about yourself in your prime, what does that person look like? What are they wearing? What are they doing? What are you seeing them? What does that glory feel like? Was there a weight attached to that glory? When you think about the greatest version of you, who is that person? Go ahead, I will give you a second to conjure them in your memory. Now we're gonna take that idea and we're gonna shatter it. <laughs> and I mean that in the most loving way because today what I wanna talk about is what the greatest version of ourselves actually is. And maybe it truly was you in that moment, but maybe the greatest version of you has nothing to do with what you recall when you think of what you just recalled. And it has something to do with another version of you that Maybe you dismiss or maybe you brush off or think twice of because it doesn't look perfect or it doesn't weigh the right amount or it doesn't have enough social media followers or it doesn't have the partner or the boss babe job. Today, we are going to talk about your ultimate you. Okay, so when we began, I asked you to conjure up the idea of what your ultimate you is. Uh, Man Candy is a few years older than me and has a soft spot for Bob Seger. And when Bob Seger, like a rock, comes on, I, I can see him travel into time. Now, I think he's fantastic as he is right now, but I can see he goes back into his mind in a version of him where he completely looks like 
hot Scott Bayo, which he kind of looks like now anyway, but I don't know. He's wearing ripped jeans and Converse and driving a Ford Bronco and life is amazing and wonderful or so he thinks it is. And these are the glory days that he lives like a rock. And I can see that, right? <laughs> now, obviously, I didn't know him then, but the idea is that many of us have a version of ourselves that we look back on in our life that we think is the greatest version, our greatest now, I didn't know him back then, clearly, but the point that I'm making is, is that many of us have a version of ourselves that we think of in our brain when we think of the greatest version of who we are. Maybe it was who you were the day you got married. Maybe it was when you graduated high school and went to prom. Who knows? I have a very strong, very visceral mental image of who the greatest version of me is. And I gotta tell you, man, she is freaking hot. Um, I have a picture of, of me in this moment and she is thick and tan. She has been working out and strength training days a week <clears throat> and can run six flights of stairs in under 60 seconds, carrying 50 pounds. And earlier in the moment on this day, this photo was taken, she went scuba diving and laid out in the sun. And then the same day she had sex with a super sexy guy who makes her orgasm just by breathing and She's wearing a red dress, not a black dress, not a gray one, but a red dress. And when she's standing there, she looks beautiful and she looks like this is the pinnacle and that in this exact moment she has peaked and that, my friends, is my greatest version of me. Except it wasn't. During that same time, I was completely and utterly codependent on everybody else's perception of me in the outside world than myself. My entire sense of self-esteem had nothing to do with me and everything to do with everybody else. I was completely wrapped up in getting approval from people on social media and getting people to take me seriously. And I was completely and utterly wrapped up in the same dude's perception of me, uh, in being who he needed me to be in order to keep him around because he was great and sexy and awesome and he made me great and sexy and awesome and if he went away that I could never be those things and all I wanted him to do was tell me he loved me and he would just call me a friend and I would lie to myself and tell myself it didn't matter and every time I did that I chipped away at my self-esteem with a screwdriver and a hammer. So in this moment, where I looked like I had it all, where on the surface, I definitely had it all. I was going viral on the internet. I was making money as an influencer. I was banging a hot dude uh, in my weight and in my body. I was looking fierce and feeling fierce. In this moment, I was actually betraying myself every day, every minute of every day, and I had no idea. So when we think about the greatest version of ourselves, who do we think that is? Do we think it is tied to a number on a scale, tied to what we look like, 
tied to our job, tied to our social status. Uh, I came up with this idea that I'm going to talk to you about right now because I got really sick and tired of everybody in the personal growth world using this like higher self word because they use it all the time in, in spiritual development. Be your highest self. And I appreciate people who use that world. But when you say the word be your highest self to me, I want to be like, go fuck yourself because that's nebulous. And I don't understand what you're talking about. And can you give me some kind of word that actually makes sense to me in my daily life? Don't just say be your highest self. Tell me what that actually means. Tell me something tangible that I can understand, that I can translate in my into my daily imperfect life so I started to really think about what that was and what I realized is that this version of, of me of you of all of us that many spiritual teachers refer to as higher self or higher being or whatever they want to call I refer to as your ultimate you because that's how we tend to think about it. Like we tend to think about things in sort of this before and after way. This is the best version of me. Well, I hate that word best because if you're best in the moment, then everything else is worst, right? So if we're not going to do best and worst and we're not going to do highest, then maybe the best option for us, <laughs> see I said best, is ultimate because the ultimate means the pinnacle. The ultimate means the most shining, the brightest, the zenith. What is the zenith version of you that you can be? The ultimate version of you that you can be. And so I came up with this idea and I decided that our ultimate you is really two things. One, it's about our ability to be radically honest with ourselves. It's about our ability to, at any given moment, take a look at our life, look at ourselves and say, what am I feeling right now? What is hurting me right now? And to observe ourselves with as much objective clarity as we can. It's about our ability to do that. Now, caveat, your ability to observe yourself with honesty will get stronger and, and get better. That will be something that happens with more ease as you travel into your soul archaeology. But the point being, you cannot be your ultimate you when you are not willing to see what hurts you. So in order to be your ultimate you, number one, you must be willing to see what hurts you. You must be willing to be honest with yourself. Thing two, in order to be your ultimate you, you must be willing to prioritize the action that it takes based on what you just saw. You must be willing and committed to prioritizing living a self-loving life and taking action, actual action, not just think it, but do it. Make the freaking changes to be greater based on what you see when you observe yourself. So it's two things. Our ultimate you is two things. One, somebody who doesn't bullshit themselves, somebody who looks at themselves with radical clarity as best as they are able to, as best as they are able to at any given time. And two, the version of you that is fiercely committed to yourself fiercely committed to showing yourself and treating yourself with self-love. Self-love, any action, any thought you think, anything you do that connects you to your ultimate you, right? I'm gonna repeat these things again and again. 
Your ultimate you is not based on your weight. Your ultimate you is not based on your income, your boss babe status. Your ultimate you is based on two things. One, your ability and your willingness to be radically honest with yourself about what hurts you and other pieces of your life. And two, your fierce commitment to living a self-loving life and prioritizing the things in your soul archaeology and your growth to live your greater you. That is what the most powerful you version of you is. Because in that moment, when you are living your ultimate you, you are as fully you as you can be. Here's what you are not doing when you are living your ultimate you. You are not self-abandoning. You are not given a choice to either serve yourself and not and choosing other things above you. Now, I don't mean you are not compromising. Doesn't mean that you're not uh, coming to agreement with others. Doesn't mean any of those things. What it means is that you are not chipping away pieces of yourself in order to have currency for other people. When you self-abandon, you are trading away pieces of yourself in order to keep stasis, in order to keep relationships, you are doing it for the benefit of the others. So you cannot be your ultimate you when you are self-abandoning in any way, when you are being a perfectionist, when you are hiding pieces of yourself, when you are ignoring your own values, when you are people-pleasing. Self-abandonment is a huge topic that we are absolutely gonna go into in the future. But just know you cannot be your ultimate you when you are self-abandoning in any way. You cannot be your ultimate you when you are lying to yourself. You cannot be your ultimate you when you were saying, yeah, no problem, that doesn't bother me, and it does. You cannot be your ultimate you when you are stuffing down truth and feelings. You cannot be your ultimate you when you are using food or sex or working out or shopping or drugs or wine o'clock. You cannot be your ultimate you when you are using anything to anesthetize and ignore and drown out intentionally what you are feeling. I'm not saying you cannot use a tool. A tool is different than anesthetizing. You cannot be your ultimate you when you are hurting yourself, when you are diminishing yourself, when you are hiding yourself. So if we go back to that example of me when from the outside looking in, I was living my ultimate you. I was the, the, the most fit I'd been in a long time. My body looked great. I looked great. I looked beautiful. I had a super hot guy who was banging the shit out of me. Sorry, mom and dad. I had great deals at work. I mean, I looked like I was there, man. I was 36, 37. Maybe I was 38 and I, I was freaking there, man. That was like the greatest version of me. But at the same point in time, every time I heard him call me a friend and I brushed off how I felt and I winced, I was not my ultimate you. 
every time I considered and accepted an influencer job that would pay me a couple of thousand dollars, but it was with a brand I didn't care about, I was self-abandoning and I was not my ultimate you. Every time I would post something for likes on the internet, I was not being my ultimate you. Now the thing is, is that I couldn't see that then. I didn't know that then. And sometimes that happens, right? Sometimes you are caught up in a moment and a time when you're not able to see things. And you know what? That's okay. That's what the process of soul archaeology is about. That's why the book that I wrote is called Soul Archaeology. If you didn't know, I have a book. <laughs> and the book is based on this idea called Soul Archaeology, which is we dig into our lives one layer at a time. Imagine, if you will, a dig site, right? Like in Jurassic Park or something. You get to the dig site and you kind of have a feeling there's a fossil there and then you start to dig and then a claw comes out and then you dig deeper and then like a wing and then you dig deeper and deeper and deeper one layer at a time, revealing more and more of a fossil until all of a sudden you have an entire dinosaur there, right? The same goes with your personal growth and with your self-awareness, right? You may start at the top layer by saying, something is not right in my life. Something is not feeling right. This is off. Uh, my relation, something's weird with my body or my personal relationships or I'm, I'm just not happy, right? You start to dig and you start to look and one layer at a time you dig and as you dig you reveal. You reveal more of your shit, you reveal more of your history, you reveal more truths, you reveal more lessons and as you go and as you dig you uncover more of you. But the way you dig and the way you uncover is by being committed to your ultimate you. In order to uncover yourself, you have to be willing to ask yourself and answer honestly, what is hurting me right now? Now, you may not be great at answering those questions and that's fine. It's completely fine to be sucky at self-awareness. <laughs> like really, truly, what matters is that you're showing up for the process for yourself. What matters is that you are showing up for your ultimate you. And as you practice this skill, as you practice the art of observing, asking yourself what you feel, and then making changes according to that, as you practice using self-love as a tool, you will get better at it. And you will start to reveal more and more of your ultimate you. So maybe the examples that I shared aren't radiating with you. That's okay. Let's come up with a couple of other completely hypothetical situations that may or may not be something you can relate to. You cannot be your ultimate you when you are going to a job every day and dying inside when your boss or your team belittles you and you are ignoring it for a paycheck. <clears throat> you cannot be your ultimate you when you are tied to a specific number on the scale as being the cause of all the magical happiness that you deserve in life. You cannot be your ultimate you when you are engaging in disordered eating in order to meet a goal, in order to be a goal size, 
You cannot sacrifice your mental health in order to be a specific body that is not your ultimate you. You cannot be showing up as a parent exhausted, completely unintouch with yourself, completely haggard, completely unable to remember who you are, completely without joy for yourself for the service of your children. And I'm not a mom, so I'm not going to talk about that in any way because I can't imagine the hard shit that comes when you're juggling kids and life and work and stuff and all of that stuff. But you cannot be your ultimate you as a mom when you have sacrificed yourself so hard that you are no longer showing up in the parent-child relationship. When shadows of you are no longer even visible in who you are. So what I'm trying to say is that many of us have an idea in our head of what the greatest version of ourselves needs to be. And that version is tied into a number or a social status or uh, uh, an amount of money or any number of dream scenarios or or anything that we could achieve or do that would get the people around us and in society and on social media and in our family to acknowledge us and tell us we're worthy. And I want to challenge you and I want to offer you an alternative version of what the most you version of you is. And the most you version of you is completely in tune with themselves. So as opposed to being that version of Sarah in the red dress who was completely enthralled with everything outside of herself, um, I have had moments where my ultimate you is me on the couch with two-day-old dirty hair, drinking a Diet Coke, talking to a friend, feeling a little bit like a hot mess, a little bit vulnerable, but completely, utterly, and grounded. Not a single freaking thing in that moment would you want to share on social media or blast for the world to see, but in that moment, I was listening to myself, I was connected to myself, I was honoring myself, and I was taking action and self-love in order to be committed to me. Now, in a future episode, we'll get into a little bit more the idea of how you figure out what your ultimate you is, because if you've been feeling like shit, it may be really hard for you to even imagine what your ultimate you is. We can talk all about that, and we're going to. The point of my episode today was just to say, hey, whatever you think you are striving for, whatever you are clinging to, whatever is the magical after in the before and after that you think is gonna make everything freaking perfect, maybe it's not really that. Maybe, maybe, maybe far away. I don't think it's gonna be a podcast with Sarah unless I burst into a random song at least once. Um, Maybe that version of you is a lot different than you imagined. And maybe the answer to what that is is a lot more liberating and a lot more compassionate. 
and a lot more you than you could have ever dreamed up. I don't know. I want this to have a big, beautiful, dramatic ending. But like most things in life, there is no dramatic ending. There is just moving on to what's next. So on that note, I will say thank you for joining me today. We will continue this conversation. This conversation will happen every week, hopefully on every Wednesday. And if you have enjoyed listening to me share ideas with you and concepts with you, I encourage you to pre-order my book, Soul Archaeology, A Totally Doable Approach to Creating a Self-Loving and Liberated Life. You can find that on my website at sarahsapora.com. I would also love it if you would subscribe and rate the podcast if you don't think I sucked a big one. Or if you do think I sucked a big one and you want to give me a crappy rating, you know, I mean, I'm okay with that too. Um, <laughs> but but um, I am here to uh, share thoughts with you that hopefully make it more accessible for you to think about your own life. I am not your therapist. I am not your guru. I am not somebody who has all the magical solutions. I am not even going to say things that you like all the time. And that is okay because you do not have to like everything that everybody says. People can say things that you don't like all the time and it does not have to threaten who you are because you can work on cultivating your values for you. So other people's thoughts that you don't agree with can just blow by like the weather in the sky. But I do hope that I am able to give you something to think about in our 30 minutes together. And um, please say hi to me online, on social media. Chat with me. I would love to hear from you. Okay, thank you so much for joining me this week. And I will talk to you again next week.